Time for Chamber Chat. Joined by people from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. And today I'm joined by Jason Verano, the second vice president of the chamber and the owner of North Star Homes Loans. And also Chris Mactabo, the CEO and founder of Horizons, a member of the chamber. And also the executive director, who replaces Betty Kujai, L. Jordan Goslin who will be visiting us with every month now. We have people in from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. Folks, good morning. Thanks for coming in today, Al. Jordan, let me start with you and tell me what's been going on with the Chamber over the last month. Good morning, Wayne. We're excited to be here this morning. So the last month of the Chamber has been very busy. We have been training. I've been training with Betty Kuzai for the last month, um, learning the ropes of the executive director, learning our membership, um, the ins and outs of the chamber, and just really preparing me for my start, which was this past Monday, August 14th. So I am day three official on the job, and it's been really an amazing experience uh, meeting our members, uh, coming down to different businesses, and uh, just working to support the business community. I'm really excited about about this opportunity to... Welcome to aboard. Business. Tell me what day one was like. It was a whirlwind <laughs> of emotions and, um, you know, just setting up the office and making sure the space felt like, like me, um, but also having some uh, of the chamber members come in and introduce themselves. Our board members came in that morning as well. So it was really, really a welcoming and supportive environment. Um, and it was, it was nice. Yeah. And let's bring in Jason Verano, the second vice president of the chamber. Good to see you this morning, and kind of tell us what your role as second vice president, what things are included. Uh, well, one of them is this, uh, so uh, pretty excited uh, that, you know, this is for Elle's first uh, solo here with you, so uh, happy to be part of that. And your first solo, too, by the way, with yeah, me. Yeah, my first solo here, I, was, I think I was here as a guest several years ago, uh, so yeah, my first uh, solo here. So yeah, we're just excited to have Elle. Um, you know, she brings a lot of energy to the group, and we're excited to see what she's going to do. So, in other words, you're a case where you not only are second vice president, but also a member of the chamber, as you're the owner of North Star Home Loans. Tell me about that company, which I see is on your shirt right there, too. It's right here, right? <laughs> it's all about the branding. So, yeah, we're a small uh, mortgage broker. Uh, we're in Killingly now. We, we just bought a building recently uh, right down the street from the chamber office. Uh, we moved upstairs of the old Dow building, if anyone's familiar with downtown Danielson. Uh, used to be Dow's Hallmark. Uh, we're upstairs. We have uh, one tenant downstairs and hopefully another chamber member coming downstairs uh, to lease out the other space. Uh, but we're just a small residential, you know, first mortgage, second mortgage, home equity loans, uh, mortgage broker, wholesale rates, great service, family friendly. Uh, you know, just a, you know, want to be a strong member of the community and, and help our local people. And our good friend, longtime friend joining us today, Chris McDevo, CEO and founder of Horizons which is a member of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. Chris, always good to see you this morning. What's the, Why do you feel it's important to be a member of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce? I really think this chamber represents us in a very positive way. They're very hands-on um, and really involved in helping the uh, businesses have a, a good presence and voice in the community. Um, that's how Betty always operated, and we're confident Elle is going to do the same thing. And the chamber has very uh, deep roots in the community and wants to embrace more of what's going on in Willimantic. So we have really felt um, that it's our chamber, and we want to continue to support the work of this region. 
And for people who have not been familiar with the great work that Horizons has done in South Wyndham, give the overview of what your role is at Horizons, what the organization is all about. Well, we do a lot of different programs for people with intellectual disabilities. We have our supported living division where we support 35 folks that live residentially in the neighboring communities here. Our educational support services where we're currently supporting school uh, seven different school districts, about 24 students right now at last count, and supported employment and options, which is the folks that are in our work program working in local businesses, whether it's one person at a time or small crews of people working on campus at Eastern and Yukon, the Coast Guard Academy, all over the all over the eastern part of the state, and our folks in options that are retired have already put in a, a good amount of work and want to just have a exciting uh, community experience with their friends on a regular basis. And then, of course, our summer and winter camp programs. So we're in the final week of summer camp right now and it's uh, year 44 so it's been a good a good run and uh, this summer we're, we're starting to really build back the numbers of, of folks that we have had over the past and um, getting close to where we used to be not quite uh, pre-pandemic levels but much much closer than we have been in the in the past which we're really excited about and of course as you all know it takes staff to do that so we're always out there recruiting for the great staff that work with our folks and many that start in summer camp end up staying with us and work in the agency year-round, which is how we're able to help grow uh, the base of what we do in the community. So we're excited about a lot of things that we're doing and um, can't wait to talk about more. And we will do that during the course of the morning. You talked about staff, and I think this might come as a surprise to some people because you do great work, but you're kind of in the boonies there in South Windham. People don't see you on a day-to-day basis. Is Horizons one of the biggest employers in the town of Windham? Well, I think Eastern is probably the biggest employer, but uh, second to Eastern and the hospital, I think we're right there. Um, we have over 268 year-round employees, and uh, when we're in our summer uh, mode, add another 120 or so to that number. So it's a good-sized group of folks, um, and it, yeah, it's funny that you say South Windham is the boonies because, you know, we are more and more a part of uh, Windham and Willimantic than we've ever been, I think, in the past. But, yeah, we are definitely on the fringes. I've driven by, Chris. It's Babcock Hill Road, and it's you have to kind of know where you're going to get there because there's lots of trees and lots of grass and lots of farmland out there. It is sort of in the boonies. Yes, we're out. We're outliers for sure, but we're not that far away, and that's what makes it really great. Because being inside of a neighborhood as we are, we have that very um, rural feel to what we do. But we're only six minutes away from the hospital, or four minutes away from downtown, so that we can access all of the services and the great things that are in our town. You mentioned the staff. Do you also have volunteers? And if so, do you have a need for volunteers? We don't have volunteers working in summer camp. We need volunteers all the time to help us prepare for summer camp. So as we're ending this summer, 
We would love to have any individuals or groups that want to come and help us get ready for weekends in the country and do some uh, outdoor work with us. We, we always need some kind of help with uh, pulling weeds, painting, uh, you know, raking, all kinds of um, real hands-on things that it takes to maintain the 47 acres that we have there. So we would love to have any groups or individuals come and help us uh, prepare for those things because it's it does take a, a, a lot of manpower to keep the, the grounds up. Chris, when you founded Horizons 44 years ago, would you ever have dreamed it would become what it has become? Never, never. So what was your vision then? And how did it exceed that? We uh, we went summer to summer. We were special ed teachers and went back to the classroom every September. And in those days, it was September that you went back to school after Labor Day. So we were able to run camp in the summer and uh, go back to our classroom assignments and um, never thought we would do anything more until some some number of summers into it, a couple of parents asked us, you know, why don't you think about uh, doing supported living or residential at the time, residential services for my son or daughter because they're seeing their siblings go off to college and they want to do the same thing, go off and be independent. And we said, no, we're, we're good with summer camp. We don't need to do that. And uh, we just kind of put our head down and went forward. But that was, you know, in the in the late 70s, early 80s when the um, whole community movement for people with intellectual disabilities was really popping. So um, we started to listen a little bit more after a number of parents asked us and some of our staff said, hey, I wouldn't mind doing this year-round. This is really great. I don't want to go back to my retail job or whatever it was. And so we started to develop a cohort of folks that wanted to do the work with us. And that's what really enabled us to think bigger scope. So the first thing we did was open our first group home on Wyndham Road. And uh, we had all people from summer camp basically working with us. And it was the beginning of, of what has become quite a robust operation. So that led to um, the first supported employment crew of four guys, all of whom lived in Mansfield Training School, and they were deinstitutionalizing that uh, space. And so they all wanted to have community jobs, and they were starting to live in other group homes. So it, it kind of morphed from there. El Jordan, tell me about what's coming up in the next month or so with the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. Yes, of course. So before I, I go into what's coming up in the next month, I just want to say I love hearing from our members and having Chris here today as I'm, you know, as I'm learning in these past three days about all of the amazing work and businesses that our members have, hearing stories like like Chris's and how integrated you are in the community is exactly what the chamber is all about, right? We love building connections. So it's so amazing to hear from you, Chris. So thank you so much for the work that you do. Um, it's so impressive to, to hear about the beginning of Horizons and what you've grown into. Um, and to that point, a big goal of mine is really making sure that I understand and that we're increasing the value of the chamber um, to our members and to our community. And so we'll be sending out a survey in early September that you can expect coming to your email, a digital survey, um, to really get intake from all of our members about what they're looking for in terms of resources, marketing, training, networking opportunities, all of the things that fall under the Chamber of Commerce um, to really support business development in this 23-town region that we that we support, as well as growing our membership, um, you know, really, of course, 
keeping the quality of our members that we have now, but growing our membership, especially out into the Western region. Um, I work with an amazing colleague, Nancy Pear, um, and we will be at third Thursday, this upcoming Thursday in downtown Willimantic uh, with bells on, giving out some flyers for our upcoming events. Um, so you can anticipate seeing us at third Thursday, this upcoming Thursday. So make sure you stop by and say hi. And I'm going to pass it to Jason to talk about some of our upcoming events in the fall. Awesome. Thanks, Al. Yeah, so we have a lot of great events coming up, and, you know, we've tried to really expand out into this Wyndham region. Uh, you know, it's an important region for us to work with. It's a great community. Uh, and, and talking to Chris, and before we went on air, it, it's pretty cool, a lot of the things going on out here that I really wasn't aware of. So uh, just to bring some attention to it and bring us together, uh, which is why we have our business after hours, right? The whole intention of the business after hours is to get our members together to share their stories and interconnect uh, our president, Jim Zahansky, has done an amazing job this year, really encouraging our members to connect with one another, uh, to help each other grow, to learn you know, each other's business, and see if we can grow together um, and help each other out. So coming up, we have August 24th. We're going to be up here at the Wyndham Golf Course. Uh, it's sponsored by Titan Energy. Uh, that's what Business After Hours. There'll be another one at Spiral International, which is down in Killingly, Connecticut. Then we come back to Willimantic on October 4th uh, at uh, Connecticut. State Community College, Quinnebog Valley. Uh, tell tell awesome. people what you just had to do there, because I have to do the same thing. Yeah, you have to read the sign. So <laughs> Quinnebog Valley Community College, QVCC, as it's known by right most people. Right across the street. <laughs> thankfully, there's a big sign out the window that we can read it and actually say the full name. Um, so that we'll be back out here for that. Uh, and then we'll also be back out at EastCon on October 18th. The EastCon's a great location. Uh, it's really qu kind of in the middle of both regions. Uh, and that'll be our business showcase, which is a, it's a very cool event. It's like an after hours, but it also allows some of our smaller businesses uh, to get involved and really showcase their business. This might be, you know, the business after hours can be kind of expensive to host. We have a lot of guests. It's well attended, over 100 usually. So uh, this will allow the small businesses to kind of rally together and, and showcase uh, what they have going on. And then uh, November 2nd, our Taste of the Towns, uh, which is always awesome. A lot of local restaurants come together, you know, bring their food, and that will be at the mansion at Bald Hill, which is a great venue. Uh, our first vice president, Joe Carlone, uh, hooked us up with that one. So that's going to be a, another amazing event. So definitely check out the calendar. Um, Elle's going to get those out to everybody. You know, there's a Facebook post today for our next business after hours. So, you know, follow our Facebook, uh, check your emails, and uh, we hope to see you there. Now, Jason, you are also owner of North Star Home Loans, and I wonder in general if you're seeing a change in the economy over the last year or so as we come out of the pandemic. What was it like then? What's it like now? And how do you see it in the future? So, you know, coming out of the pandemic, it started really scary. Everything was shut down. You didn't know. You really Could you go in somebody else's house to look at it? Uh, if you did close on your mortgage, could you get to the town hall to record the mortgage? Uh, all those things got worked out pretty quickly. Uh, everyone did a pretty good job. Uh, Connecticut, you weren't allowed to do a remote closing, which was kind of scary, but governor signed that in an executive order so it could happen. And then all of a sudden, it just exploded. It was probably the biggest uh, refinance boom with rates being super low. The housing market was on fire. Uh, it was just pure chaos uh, and super busy. Uh, and now it's kind of the refinances have gone away as rates have risen. I mean, rates, we wrote some rates in the ones, the 1.875, 1.99, essentially free money. Um, you know, and now rates are up in the sevens again. So, which is, 
is normal, right? For us that have known the market for years, 7% is not bad, but uh, people are a little skittish because they saw one, twos, and threes a couple of years ago. So it's a more normal market, but it's still pretty chaotic. There's just no houses for sale, right? Had a lot of those people a couple of years ago that got in at two or 3%. Um, those people generally downsize right now, but why would you downsize double your rate? You know, you're going to pay more for your downsize home, which kind of defeats the purpose for a lot of people. So, um, I would say the market is definitely chaotic right now just because of where rates are. And there's just not a lot of houses for sale, but there are still a lot of people that want to buy. With the constant rate increases by the feds, how does that affect what you do in your business? Um, it's more psychological in our business. So the fed rate is really, it's, it's not directly tied to mortgage rates. So every time the Fed announces an increase, people think mortgage rates are going to increase. And a lot of times, the mortgage rates actually come down when the Fed increased their rates. Uh, but psychologically, people don't know that. So they think, oh, rates went up again. I'm not buying. Rates went up again. I'm not buying. And over the last several changes of the Fed, mortgage rates have stayed pretty stable. They've been hovering around that 7%, you know, high six, low sevens for, for months now, pretty much most of the year. Uh, so the Fed really hasn't had much impact on mortgage rates other than the psychological impact. That's Jason Verano, who's the owner of North Star Home Loans. And sitting next to him is Chris McNabo, the CEO and founder of Horizons in South Wyndham. One key thing that has been added to the Horizons umbrella has been the Cary Gallery right here on Main Street. And boy, that's your pride and joy, isn't it, Chris? So tell, me, tell me more about how that started and what it is on Main Street. Yeah, uh, it's certainly a part of our, a key part of our supported employment program. And when we started that venture for Cary, uh, people told us, you know, folks that have intellectual disabilities are not artists. And so we had a battle on our hands, and we took it on. Did you set them straight on that, by the way? Sure did. And <laughs> and it was it was a long battle, I'll have to tell you, because it had to do with funding, and it had to do with the changing uh, perception of people with intellectual disabilities, which was what was happening, you know, in the mid-'80s. So um, working through that, we were able to... Um, Carrie has been a working artist uh, for over 35 years. She just didn't have this kind of presence. And she would paint and paint and paint and stack up paintings in her studio. And we thought, well, you know, there's got to be a better way to display her work and to get it out there. Uh, she had been going to New York and had been going to uh, the Outsider Art Fair and had met with quite a bit of success. But it wasn't locally that she had any kind of outlet for her work. So with the help of some very creative board members, uh, Didi Delaney uh, leading the pack, we were able to get space on Main Street and make it a studio and gallery. So uh, for the last 12 years, we have been at 861 Main Street, and Carrie paints there five days a week and loves every minute of it and doesn't really care whether you like her work or I like her work or anybody buys it. We're the ones that care about that because that's what helps to pay the rent. Um, but we uh, have decided to do some other things in there that Carrie really appreciates I think too um, we have a different artist come in about every eight or ten weeks and display their work all different kinds of artwork whether it be sculpture or neon or other paintings or photography like we have right now um, and Carrie's always in the midst of seeing other people's artwork so that gives her some inspiration for things uh, to do and in October the end of October uh, through December we do the gifted show as you you know, uh, Wayne, um, you've always made fun of me for coming on here and showing on the radio things that I uh, have for sale for the gifted show, um, but we describe them. Good-natured fun. Yes, it is. Um, 
It is the way we help repay the rent for those uh, last few months of the year, and we have artful things on display. So we gather artwork from local artisans as well as um, a wider field and uh, have, rather than just paintings or um, things on the wall, so to speak, we uh, create a pop-up shop, and that will start again in uh, November this year. We're in the process right now of gathering some more things, but one of the things we always feature are some handmade items that feature carry logo things on them or carry artwork. And so we're working right now with a grantor uh, to try to help us finance buying some of this stuff because it's expensive that you have to outlay uh, uh, initially to get the things made and you're not sure how many things you're going to sell. But we're hoping that we get that grant and we can have um, some more artful things and we know that we're going to have... Uh, things of of the past that have been um, very popular with uh, with shoppers and our idea is that you can do your whole holiday shopping on Main Street and I still subscribe to that and I want the Cary Gallery to be an integral place in doing that kind of shopping so we are really moving forward with that and the Cary Gallery is also the home of WPA Willimantic Public Art and as you look out your back door uh, Wayne you see 200 feet of artwork back there and we're expanding on that this year and we're going to add some more artwork on Main Street as well and again that's all grant driven uh, supported stuff that we're doing to keep um, Carrie and other artists going during this kind of build back time as Jason was talking about after the pandemic it's hit us as well and we want to make sure that we're contributing to building these kinds of things back uh, for local people to enjoy. And there's Willimantic Public Art here on Main Street. And you probably hadn't thought of this, Chris, but I actually think of Cary Cork every day because I've got my window here on Main Street, which I love. I made a big deal to make sure I had a window on Main Street when they built this building in 87. Well, right outside my window is one of those utility or maybe it's traffic signal boxes. And a couple of years ago, as you know, with Tom and Art, she went down and painted every one of those boxes on Main Street, all with a different look and i've got one out here right now it's got a green background with yellow flowers on it i saw them painting that i went out there interviewed tom and we put that on the radio later on so every day i see the product of carrie's work right outside my studio window well that was the purpose of it so that people could get to know artwork in an up close and personal way and we're thrilled that you've got that bird's eye view right outside your window and that others driving through town can also enjoy her artwork without even going into the gallery although I don't want to encourage that. I do want you to come in mm -hmm. now that we can come in. Can I say I went to Cary Gallery last month during Third Thursday, and I was so impressed by the artwork, and I purchased some artwork from Cary, so I think that if you have the chance to stop by and, and go into the gallery, please do, because it is, it's really something to see. Chris, you and Jason have both talked about coming out of the pandemic. Twelve camps in New England for people with developmental disabilities have closed over the past 14 years. How does Horizons keep its head above water? You know, that's really uh, an important thought because just during the pandemic, um, more camps in Connecticut unfortunately closed for people with intellectual disabilities, and we need all of them. So we're very saddened by that. Um, and it's hard to reopen. Once you close, it's it's very difficult. And so we're priding ourselves in the fact that we never actually closed, that we stayed open the entire time, um, and that we just kept 
you know, picking away at what we could do when it was the height of the pandemic with no vaccines. We did a day camp and we did it very safely, but it was a very small number of people. Only 30 people could come at a time during day camp. We had prior to that 160 campers and they were residential campers, not day campers. So we, we little by little just stuck with it with the dedicated folks that we have that work with us that really wanted to see things continue for those families. And um, now I'm happy to say that because of that camp team, which is a dynamic group of people that work well together, um, we're able to support 120 people residentially again this summer. And that's up from 80 one year to 90 the next year, 110, and now 120 campers. And we're just continuing to build back what we had going there. And um, it's dedication of that team. And I can't say enough about them. They're, uh, they're just really fabulous folks that are committed to the folks. What's going on at Horizons now at the beginning of a typical camp day? So right now, everyone's going into the dining hall, and they're having breakfast, and it's not a typical quiet, leisurely breakfast. There's a lot of cheering and singing and chanting going on. Uh, folks uh, last night were um, receiving awards at dinner time that uh, were for different uh, program expertise that they had displayed during the day. There's a lot of... Um, folks that are um, making memory books to take home with them, um, enjoying the music program, doing the uh, science program, uh, swimming, of course, a highlight for everybody. Um, there's just so much going on, and uh, they have been able to... Um, if you look on our Facebook account, you get a little bit of an idea of, of what's been going on there. They have been able to really capture the energy of our enthusiastic young staff that really bring a dynamic uh, that's unbeatable to the summer program and um, just really make the most of every minute that's left in the last uh, few days of camp. Just more great work put in by Horizons and by Chris McNamoe, the CEO and founder of Horizons in South Wyndham, one of the many members of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. This is our monthly chamber chat program with folks from the chamber, and that includes Jason Verano, second vice president of the chamber and owner of North Star Home Loans, and also the new executive director, L. Jordan Goslin. Nice job on your first week on the job Thank on the radio you. this morning. Thank you. We'll have more with the Chamber coming up next month here on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.